0: That's investher, H-E-R, con.com, promo code 100 best ever to get $100 off your ticket. Stop focusing on the
1: asset, whether it be real estate or whatever it is. Start
0: concentrating on the financing. Best ever listeners, wouldn't it be nice to have a $2 million pre-approval line of credit? Uh, just think about that. Isn't that nice? Wouldn't that be nice? How would that help you get more deals done? Because when you submit a pre-approval line of credit with your offer on a fix and flip house, do you think it's going to stand out more? I think so. And our friends at Fun That Flip—you know Fun That Flip—Matt Rodak, he's been on the show before many times. He's a friend of mine. He's also the owner of Fun That Flip, and they're a sponsor of today's episode. What they're doing is they're giving a $2 million pre approval line of credit, up to $2 million pre approval line of credit for qualified buyers. And my gosh, in this competitive buying market, sellers prefer to sell to buyers who have a high likelihood of closing, right? Makes sense. Well, use this pre approval line of credit from Fund That Flip, and that will signal to the seller that you're the real deal. And you'll be able to close quickly it's free all you gotta do is go to fund you've got to qualify that you have prior experience and there's a process but it's free and you need to go to fund to get the pre-approval line of credit because this is a way that's going to help your short-term rehab loan happen because you're going to get the deal for the property where you need the short-term rehab loan. Go to fundthatflip.com and get that pre-approval line of credit for up to $2 million. Best ever listeners, hello. How you doing? Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is a show where we cut out the fluff. We don't talk about the fluff. We only talk about the best advice that moves your business forward. With us today, we've got a person who has a startup in the private lending industry. How are you doing, Isaac Blocker? Doing well, doing well. Thanks for being uh, having me on the show. Yeah, my pleasure, and looking forward to digging in here. Um, Isaac is the owner of Boaz Capital Group. Did I pronounce that correctly? Yes. All right, Boaz Capital Group. He previously was a firefighter and a television editor, but now... He is the owner of this private lending company. When did you found it? We
1: started um, the end of last year, but we became a real company in a sense in in January of this year, and I'm uh, one of five owners, or one of five owner pairs, basically husband and wife partner pairs.
0: Got it. So you got husband and wife partner pairs. You've been officially doing this since the beginning of this year, Mm -hmm. and since you officially started doing it, you have done four loans from your pocket, it has been, uh, you were in your, your. I guess, your, your company's pocket. It has been $500,000 total that you've loaned out over that period of time. And you've contributed to larger loans. So in total, it looked like, uh, let's see, there was a $2 million loan, a $12 mil- million, a $4 an $8 million. Quick math, that is 20, 30, Right. 32. It's like $32 million. So Total loans that came across his team's desk was $32 million, and money out of his team's pocket to contribute to those loans was 500000 and the remaining amount came from other sources for the person or entity that was receiving the loan. Is that correct? Right. That, that is correct in some ways. What we have is uh, all of the money
1: that uh, we've lent out, the 500000 has come from OPM or investors, uh, what we call money partners. Only ten thousand of that is uh, money f- actually from Boaz.
0: Interesting. Okay, the the plot thickens. This gets even more interesting. So of the five hundred thousand that you've lent out, ten thousand of that is come from your company, and then four hundred ninety thousand has come from investors. Yes. So you're basically not borrowing, but perhaps it could be uh, you know, described that way borrowing 490,000 and lending it to somebody else at a higher interest rate so are you essentially just getting the the delta between those two um yes. th- those two entities
1: yes we're making we make our money on the spread so let's say we have a borrower who's got a 12 month loan for 12% uh, percent interest and we'll give out to our investors 7% interest So we make whatever the spread is on that. And the reason we do that is because uh, we're risk mitigators. We go into the the deal, we kind of dial that deal in to where it makes sense for everyone to win.
0: Ah, Got it, okay. Yeah, this is this is great. This is really um, this is interesting. As I haven't may, maybe I haven't been paying attention to some of these interviews, but I haven't quite heard this structure before. I didn't even get through your bio. Usually I get through the bio, then ask you to talk about yourself. Let's do that, and then we'll pick up. He's based in Los Angeles, California, and that officially completes the bio. Um, <laughs> Isaac, you want to you want to give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and what you're focused on, and then we're gonna dive into. uh, what you're just talking about. Okay.
1: A little bit about me is I live in Los Angeles. I'm from Anderson, Indiana, where I grew up out on a horse farm riding uh, horses (laughs) all my life. And then I moved to Los Angeles, became a uh, television editor, and now I'm still doing that on the side, but I'm also a private lender owning part of this company here.
0: All right. You're a private lender. So basically you've got a company – Where you find investors to pay a certain return, and then you know that you pay them this certain return, say it's 3%, I'm just arbitrarily making up numbers, say it's 3%, and then you go find someone who needs the money, and you charge them 5%, and then you make a 2% spread, basically, right?
1: Yes, that's what we do.
0: Okay, well, let's see here. Um, First question would be, how do you find your investors, the ones who you get the lower interest rate from?
1: Right, well we go out and we get to know a lot of people. Uh, It's actually quite fun, you get to have coffee with a lot of people, a lot of lunches and you basically get to know them, you become someone that they trust. Trust is the key to currency (laughs) and uh, finances and so after they know that you're not going to run off with their money you talk to them about your deals, and, of course, up front, they know you're a private lender and all of that, but they learn of your deals, and they want to become a part of it. Because they know you, most of the time, they're just like, well, how can I get involved? How can I become a money partner? I'd like to get 5%. I'd like to get you know a good percent. How can I do that? So after you get to know them and become a friend and also become trustworthy, they usually throw money at you.
0: Out of the $490,000 that you've, I'm going to use the term raised, where did those sources come from? So like what group or organization, if you were to look at the 490K, did you connect with or become a member of where that money came from?
1: Well, primarily through my church. I uh, am very involved in my church. I sing a lot on stage and so everyone kind of knows my face. And so, when I start talking to them about the deals I've got, I mean, uh, one day I was talking to a guy, and I've known him for like five, six years. And as soon as I started talking about it, he was like, I'd like to be involved. And I was like, okay, well, you have to have money to be involved. And he was like, how's 300,000 sound? <laughs> and I'm like, okay, that'll do it.
0: <laughs> of the 490, how many different people have participated in that? Was it that one 300 person? And then. Um, it was
1: three people total.
0: Three people total, okay. Yeah. And are th- all those those three people from the church?
1: Yes, um, they all are from the church, but uh, I'm not the one who raised it all. We have uh, another member, George, and he goes out and also talks to people in his circle of friends. And because they know him and because they trust him, they just threw 200000 at him. <laughs>
0: so. Does he go to the same church?
1: Yes, he does. Okay. Okay.
0: I'm just curious, um, how many parishioners are at this church?
1: 11,000.
0: It's a big old church.
1: Yeah, it's one of the biggest churches here in Los Angeles called Grace Community Church, uh, pastor of John MacArthur. Got it.
0: Okay. This is interesting because I haven't come across anybody who has built the Friendship Network with investors through—actually one person there in Lubbock, Texas who has gotten investors through church. So— Now I want to talk about what these three investors have described that they're looking for because clearly there's an opportunity to get higher returns, but then with higher returns typically comes higher risk. So when you talk to them about what they're looking for, what Mm -hmm. do they say and what's a good return for them?
1: Well, um, when I talk to them and because we're good friends, basically it doesn't really boil down to what they want in return it boils down to how can I help them what can I do to provide uh, an income a source of cash flow for them and so that's what trustee lending is trustee lending puts cash in your pocket each month it's not like other investments where you have to wait 12 months to get a return that's what they needed they needed a paycheck and all of our investors are receiving over a $600 a month paycheck because of their investment.
0: Okay, educate me on what trust... is trust deed lending a term that you all came up with or is it something I can Google?
1: It's something you can Google. It is basically trust deed lending is when the borrower signs a promissory note and he signs a deed of trust when he's purchasing the land to read the house or whatever it is that he wants the, uh, the asset that he wants to flip or either build and we hold on to that deed of trust but at the same time trustee lending means that our investors are in a trust and they are beneficiaries of that trust so we could have five investors in a trust all beneficiaries and all in the first position of that lien on the house.
0: All right, so um, it's basically, if, if we remove the trust portion out of it, the deed lending is you just, when someone needs to borrow money for a project, you make sure that there's a promissory note and that you're the first lien holder but with the trust deed lending, the addition is obviously the trust, Uh, Mm -hmm. so all the investors are in a trust together. Is that right?
1: Yes, they're all beneficiaries or settlers, if you will.
0: Okay, so they're all in the trust together. What are the pros and cons of that as objectively as you can look at it? Okay. Well, the pros of
1: that is that um, you can fulfill a million-dollar deal with several investors, and all of those investors are in first position. They're if your borrower decides to walk away, none of your investors are going to be, oh, I'm second, I'm third. No, they're all in first position. That deed is essentially owned by all three. It's being held by an attorney. That's why everyone gets a copy of the deed, but the deed is held by an attorney at the escrow office. The downside, I guess, would be if there's another lien in front of it, which we don't let that happen. (laughs)
0: And if there's another lien in front of it, then... Yeah, well, I guess
1: taxes would be a a downside. When we go to closing, we make sure that the property taxes is paid and that there's any uh, tax liens on the house or anything, that those are paid by the borrower at the time of closing so that we don't have any kind of downside like that. So if the borrower walks away, if he's going through a serious thing in his life and he has to walk away, then we only lend 60% to 70% of the deal so if a house is worth 100,000, we give him 60,000 bucks, and he walks away. Then he walks away from 40 grand of equity. Plus on top of that, we take over that deal, we make sure it happens, we get the contractors in there to finish, and we can pay back our our uh, investors almost whether we foreclose or whether if we uh, continue on with the deal.
0: What interest rate, on average, are the the investors making? On average, um, I would say about
1: seven percent
0: seven percent and then on average what interest rate are you receiving from the entity that's borrowing that money twelve percent and what type of projects are those
1: currently we've been doing new construction so i'd say multi-family townhomes being built downtown denver uh, also in texas we're building townhomes so most of the, the all of the loans currently that we've done are new construction But we do do flipping as well, people who just need money to flip a house or whatever.
0: Since your company is relatively new, how did these four investors, the ones who need the money, how did they find your company?
1: We are a part of a very large community of private lenders called Impact Wealth. I don't know if you've heard of that, but um, our founder, Joseph Ryan, one of the five partners here, he is a member of Impact Wealth. And uh, Impact Wealth provides Boas Capital Group with all uh, with abundance of, of borrowers who are needing things. Uh, they have their own brokers involved, so it's all legal on, that, on those grounds. Also, Impact Wealth provides tons of education and tools for our company to grow. Impact Wealth is led by George Antone. He has helped shape the thinking of hundreds of individuals and people about finances, money, and how the world works. One of the reasons he started Impact Wealth was to help solve some of the problems the world is having with money.
0: So what does Impact Wealth get out of your team's success?
1: Basically, they'll bring a borrower to us. They probably get a a point or a percent, um, you know, up front or behind or something like that. But... Basically, they bring that borrower to us and says, "Here, this borrower in Texas, they need, you know, two million dollars to build this thing, and to give you this, we'll give you a, b- a point or something like
0: that." Got it. Okay. All right. So they're funneling leads your way in exchange yeah. for some sort of fee. Right. Okay. How did you get into this? And was there anything you had to do coming from your background as a firefighter and television editor, to hone skills or learn something before you got into this?
1: Yes. And and yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I would say primarily, I grew up uh, in Indiana, so my mom and dad were really involved in real estate. I personally have flipped several homes. I have several rentals and duplexes and stuff. But one thing that I learned was I did not have any control of the finances. I couldn't figure out how to make the end result enough money to where I could live my life and enjoy it in a sense. (laughs) Um, So I would say that I wasn't concentrating on the finances. Mm -hmm. I was concentrating more on the asset. And that's a big mistake. So I would say, (laughs) if you want some advice, focus on the finances, not the asset. But uh, so that was what I learned. And so it started to help me understand that finance is extremely important. I read this book called The Wealthy Code by George Antone. It completely changed the way I thought about money, it helped me to see the difference between an amortized loan or an interest only loan or the difference between risks in a house, who has more risk, who has less risk, either you or the bank, what is the loan constant and all of these different things that I had no idea about. I learned finances through my mom and dad (laughs) not through um, just reading like that and so one of the things I learned was that after all the headache and, and hard work of flipping houses and rentals and things like that that I need to focus on the finances. And so that kind of drove me into meeting these guys at my church. All of our owners, all five owners go to Grace Community Church. Mm -hmm. And we're all very similar in our thinking and and our our communication. And so we all banded together and became, okay, let's create a company with our knowledge. I mean, with our knowledge, we have about 40 years of just accumulative knowledge on real estate starting from the 1970s. (laughs) So with all of that knowledge, we're like, okay, we understand financing is where it's at. We understand that private lending is a good way to start. And so we started going into that. That's where we realized, you know, the velocity of money is important, how we can figure that out and the spread, how you can make money on the spread. And um, currently, Boaz, since we've done our first deal, our returns are in the triple digits will you give
0: me a specific example
1: a specific example is the one deal that we went into uh personally our company we had where you invested ten thousand? yeah we had an opm came this was a small uh um portion of the two million dollar loan in texas that we did but um he put in thirty thousand dollars his own money we had a, a basically cut off saying, hey, if you want to come in, you need to come in with at least 25K. So he said, all right, I'll come in with 30. So he came in with 30K, and to to give more, we were like, all right, guys, owners of the company, let's give more. Let's throw in 10K of our own money. Since that deal, and by the end of the year, we're going to have a total of 43% return on investment, cash on cash, from that one deal. Since then, investing that five hundred thousand from other friends, we have put in zero of our own money,
0: making our return infinite. Got it. So it was uh, a a, re- a good first deal, and then as a result yes. of that, got it. Okay. No. With the that one deal is a two million dollar loan, right? Yes,
1: it was a two million dollar loan. And, total.
0: and that investor who needed the two million dollar loan put in thirty thousand dollars.
1: Yes, our money partner put in thirty thousand dollars. We have kind of a minimum of at least twenty-five k.
0: <laughs> okay, all right. I, I sorry. I want to make sure I was understanding. So the your the person your invest because the terminology is a little partner. tricky because yeah. you've got the real estate investor and then the private money investor. So let's call them that. That way we're not right.
1: the private con- money continuing. investor came in with thirty k. Oh, okay,
0: got it. Yeah. Okay, I, I, I thought yeah. you, that I thought you're saying the real estate investor put in thirty k for a t- two million dollar loan. Well, that would be be nice, wouldn't it? That would be, yes, yes, (laughs) until it all came crashing down. Okay. All right, well, cool. Well, let's go with the most famous question of them all for the show. Isaac, what's your best real estate investing advice ever?
1: Stop focusing on the asset, whether it be real estate or whatever it is. Start concentrating on the financing. How many flips did you do? I think I did five.
0: And are you doing them anymore? No, I
1: I make money like the banks make money now.
0: <laughs> and no. uh, with the fix and flips, what was the biggest payday for you on that?
1: The biggest payday was when um, I I bought a buy and hold, uh, and I fixed it up, made it look really nice, and my renter got in there and said, hey are you planning on selling it? And I was like, well, yes, I am. Maybe next year if the market gets a little bit better. And she was like, well, I'll, I'll buy it from you. So we waited it out, and she bought it. And that was probably the the best return that I got on just buying it, holding it for a little while, and letting her purchase it.
0: What was the purchase price that you bought it for?
1: Well, we're talking Indiana here. So <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I bought it for 6000 and i sold it for 40,000
0: did you put any into it
1: oh i put like maybe 2500
0: okay and you did that remotely in california yes what is a learning that you got from doing that remotely
1: that i don't like doing that <laughs> that i need to be there <laughs> why um, it's very difficult to control contractors to be able to get, you get what you, you inspect basically. Uh, if you don't inspect it, you get what you don't inspect. <laughs> so yeah, it's, you kind of walk on the deal and you're like, wait a minute, well I don't, I can't call them back now.
0: <laughs> I've, I, we, I, I've enjoyed the many different directions we've taken this conversation and I, I'm excited to get into the lightning round. Are you ready for the best ever lightning round? I am. All right. Here we do. Here we do. What the heck am I talking about? <laughs> Here we do, baby. Here we go. Uh, first, a quick word from our best ever partners. Do you have a fix and flip project that needs financing? Then go to fundthatflip.com. You can do the online application. Takes as little as five minutes to see if you're approved. And then you could be financed within seven days pretty quick stuff. They're an online lender. They specialize in fix and flip projects. Go to fundthatflip.com. Best ever book you've read?
1: Best ever book I've read was uh, The Wealthy Code by George Antone.
0: Yep. Sounds like it. Uh, And best ever listeners, I'll have a link to that in the show notes page. I'm going to check that out too. Best ever personal growth experience and what'd you learn from it?
1: I've learned how money works and I've learned how to control the outcome of my deals. I've brought, um, I've brought, as I said, I bought several rentals. Um, as I said, I bought several you know, cash flowing things, but after the headache and after all the hard work and stuff, I realized that the income isn't really worth it that as much. At the very end, it's better to do something where you can actually control the outcome, especially your, in- especially your financing.
0: And with the uh, being the bank thing, How are you on taxes compared to being an owner? Are the tax benefits as favorable or not as favorable?
1: Uh, Much more favorable. Um, For for being
0: a bank is more favorable?
1: Yeah, well, we see what you do is if you lend your money out, the government's not going to tax you on lent money. And on top of that, if you lend it out for 12 months and one day, literally, the IRS sees that as a long-term investment, so they taxed you at a fixed federal rate of 15%. It doesn't matter if your, your tax rate is really, really high and you're a very, very high net worth individual. They'll just tax you at that 15%.
0: And what about two years and one day? Is, that, is there something there too? No, just fixed federal,
1: federal rate of 15%. Okay. So it's a really great thing to have a long-term investment. And long-term, according to the IRS, is 12 months and one day.
0: As far as depreciation goes and things like that, you're not getting any action on the depreciation, are you? No. No? Okay, got it. What's the best ever way you like to give back?
1: Oh, that's a a good one. We love to support missionaries. That's one way we give back to our community. Um, But our company, our our main goal in our company, and it's our mission, is to teach many families, as many families as we can, the correct principles of managing money. That's what we focus on, uh, so that they can live financially free, number one, and then also have responsible lives.
0: What's the best ever deal you've done?
1: Best ever deal. I would have to say it was the one we did in January. We are making 43% return on investment. <laughs> Will you repeat that one? Yeah. um, In January, we lent $10,000 along with a a money source of a money partner coming in with $30,000, so a total of $40,000. $10,000 of that was our own money, Boaz Capital Group's own money. Um, Currently, and by the end of the year, we'll have made 43% return on investment, cash on cash. Since that time, we've invested over $500,000 worth of Money Partners in Money on into several deals you know, all across the United States, all of which our Money Partners are receiving 600 or more dollars a month in their pockets. Um, also our company, because of the the way we do business, our return on investment, Boise's Capital's return on investment is well into the triple figures.
0: I'm going to need someone smarter than me to dig into that as far as the triple figure stuff. But it it's, sounds like it's because you did well on the first deal with your 10K. Yeah. Uh, then you reinvested it. And once you reinvest the profits, then it continues to multiply. Is that basically yeah. the gist of it? Well,
1: that's uh, that's the first uh, – well, I guess you could say that. But the best way to describe it is that it's an infinite return for us. We had no money in the deal. All of the deals that we do, we have investors come in with, you know, 500, 200, whatever thousands of dollars they have. We give them a percentage of return, but uh, we, Boaz Capital Group, makes money on the spread. We let that be known to all of our investors. We let them know how much we're making. We let them know how much they're making. It's a complete open field in that way. But Boaz Capital Group, because that's how we do our work, we, we have an infinite return.
0: Oh, okay. So it's, it isn't, is that similar to saying as a person who raises money for apartment communities on my first apartment community, I didn't have any money put into it. So I didn't, but I have ownership in it. And then when I make money through that ownership, then if I invest a dollar of that money into something else, and that returns something that's infinite.
1: Yeah, even if you make a dollar, let's say you bought an apartment complex with zero down, and then uh, by the end of the year you made you know fifty grand, that fifty grand wouldn't be an infinite return. I got it, got yeah. it, got
0: it. Okay, so you're basically your fee structure, you're you're investing back into stuff, and that's where yep. you're saying the infinite return. Which but anyone can say that if they are have a fee structure where they're getting money. For something that they are adding value on, and then investing right. it, right? Right. Exactly. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Got it. What's your biggest mistake you've made so far in real estate? Um, as I said before, probably
1: not focusing on the the ass, or always focusing on the asset, looking at my my flip or looking at my rental or, or looking even at a loan, and and not thinking of the financial structure that that's housing that. That's one of the biggest things that I've learned. And I've also learned that I am always learning. (laughs) Always be learning. I am always learning. Yes. And so I'd say one of the, the biggest mistakes that I made in real estate was always focusing on the asset rather than focusing on the financial structure. What's the best place the best ever listeners can reach you? Probably my email, or you can go to our uh, website, www.boazcapitalgroup.com. And uh, my email is just Isaac, I-S-A-A-C, at boazcapitalgroup.org, O-R-G at the end.
0: Awesome. Well, Isaac, thank you for being on the show and talking about your ventures as a startup co-owner in Boaz Capital Group, your business model, how you are on average getting investors to put Mm -hmm. money into the deals you find at an interest rate of on average seven percent and then getting real estate borrowers to Mm -hmm. borrow that money at 12 percent and then there's a five percent spread and You've got or, your, um, your impact men, wealth yeah. group that makes a cut of that, and then you split it up amongst your, your crew. But you know it's interesting to hear the business model. Also, another takeaway I got from this is go to church. <laughs> go to church and, and get to know people there because you know you and your, your group met at church, and that's one of the communities that, uh, you know, I, I haven't heard anybody, well, one person, like I said, the, a guy in Lubbock, um, but besides that, I haven't heard, heard anyone um, really do a community, an investor community from uh, people they met at church, so really uh, interesting stuff. I love talking investments, <laughs> and and then um, and get, getting into specifics as well as getting into specifics of that, that itty-bitty flip. But it was a good return, that's for sure, where mm-hmm. you uh, had $8,500 into <sighs> it and you sold it for $40,000 in a relatively short yeah. amount of time. I think anybody would be interested in doing that regardless of their financial situation because it's, that's that. a nice little profit. Thanks so much for being on the show. Hope you have the best ever day and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Do you have a fix and flip project that needs financing? Then go to fundthatflip.com. You can do the online application. Takes as little as five minutes to see if you're approved. And then you could be financed within seven days. Pretty quick stuff. They're an online lender. They specialize in fix and flip projects. Go to fundthatflip.com.